Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. All right, today we have a very special show. As the first of three anniversary shows, we're talking with three of our our sponsors of the I Work For Him show from this past year. Lori Hill with the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay. Ross Harrop with C12 Tampa Bay. And of course, the lovely Martha Brangenberg with Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Hey, Jim, you know, a year ago, you were thanking Martha for holding the dinner. Yeah. And here it is a year later, and you're talking about picking up or stopping by Chick-fil-A. How things have changed <laughs> and become so comfortable in, in, in Martha's life here. That's right. That's right. I just bring her to the studio now. She doesn't have to hold dinner yeah. for me. Absolutely. Oh, no. Absolutely. A lot has changed in the last year. I actually think I'm more comfortable behind the microphone, too. Uh, well, I'm glad you're, you know, only Alvin of the Chipmunks spoke quicker than you did a year ago. <laughs> wow. Such love. Mike, uh, if you could just cut his microphone off, that'd be okay. <laughs> All right, but around this table today are the are, are two are, are three out of a very small group of people I would actually give the microphone to on the I Work For Him show. If I ever got sick, well, actually, one time I did get sick, mm-hmm. and Ross was supposed to be on the show today, and he actually ran the show, and that was <laughs> awesome. Lori Hill, I've got more compliments about Lori actually sounding better on my show than me, <laughs> uh, except today she's you know she's got a little yeah. bit of the cold thing going on. And, of course, my lovely wife, Martha, who is sponsored.
sponsored that book section. She sounds amazing on the air. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Is it working for me? Sure. All right. Okay. So, so, so here's the deal. What I want to talk about today, before we, as we go through, I really want to hear, you know, does anybody want to say hi to anybody on the radio today? Well, my family's listening, so I'll say hi to my husband, David, and my daughter, Amber, and my son, Brady. All right. Ross, you got anybody listening today? You're right here, Jim. <laughs> wow. I'm your audience of one. It's, it's tough. <laughs> Martha, you got anybody you want to say hi to today? Well, you know, I was thinking my parents have faithfully listened, and your parents have faithfully listened almost every week that, um, this past year. So I think Send a money. Oh, sorry. <laughs> a big shout out to them as they're always making sure that they're near a computer or something so that they can listen in other states. That's right. When I'm saying, you know, Tampa Bay and across the world, that's because my parents are in Arizona and Martha's parents are either in a northern Minnesota, way up north on the tundra, or down in Fort Myers, and I've got friends that listen in the Netherlands. So we're around the world with listenership. You know, so we just have to. Have, I have to have more payroll so I can buy more friends. So, but yes, you're <laughs> right, Martha. To Tedney Lane Haynes and to John and Marie Brangenberg, without them, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> All right. So here's what I want: talk about talk about how Christ has impacted your life. Impacted your life. You know, I, I'd love to hear just a short piece of your testimony. Ross, start us off. You know, Jim, I we could go way back to those teen years when I've made that original decision. But what I find comforting is the, the grace that allows me to walk in his presence each and every day. And that's really the message of the C12 group is that we really want to make sure that people understand that it's not just the Sunday morning experience, listening to a sermon and then panicking uh, the Monday morning madness. But how do you integrate faith and work and family? And how do they become integrated? And it really goes back to obedience, which is the thing that, uh, that I'm challenged with each and every day. Enjoy the grace, but then uh, be obedient. And, and but I think you're so humble in the way you say all that. I, I think what's cool, Ross, and this is this goes back to how we incorporate Christ in our workplace. But you know, I was in networking, Lori. You know, I first met you three and a half years ago, just networking for my job with Platinum Information Services, and I'm just out there trying to meet people. And one of our friends, Stacy Geyer, said, "Hey, you got to check out this uh, Christian Bible study networking group. Come check out." And my friend Lori Hill, you got to get to know Lori Hill. And so I'm at the Christ, at the what was prior to the Christian Chamber of Commerce, the Christian Business Connection Group. Right. And uh, Ross, you came there Jul January of 2012, and we're sitting down. Yeah, it was 2012. We sit down. We got to meet. You had just moved here from Denver, which why anybody goes from Denver to Florida, I don't know, because you know the weather in Denver is fantastic. It has not snowed once in Tampa Bay this winter. <laughs> That's that nice. is true. That is true. And I'm kind of bummed about that. I've had to go to Minnesota and in Illinois and New Jersey and New York in order to see the snow. It's ridiculous. Anyway, what I thought was cool is doing the networking and proof that God works through our daily lives is how you and I met Ross. We, we then sat down for coffee on what you call our anniversary, Valentine's Day 2012 at Panera Bread in Bel Air. And, and you just shared with me how God was working in your life and, and what you wanted to do and how you'd retired from the Boy Scouts and how you really wanted to just serve the Lord. And it was within the next couple of months that I was just seeking, what do I want to do with my life? What do, I mean, what do I really want to do? And I got this bug in my ear that I wanted to go and be a C12 leader. And so I, I connected with Scott Hitchcock at C12 and we had a long conversation and as Martha and I are praying about this God keeps going you got to tell Ross about the job I'm like no I want that job I'm not telling Ross about that job you got to tell Ross about that job God probably has a better voice in this but you know 
Michael's waving to me. I got to, I got time, Michael. You know, if you want to talk to me on this anniversary show, you got to come on the microphone today. Oh yeah. Anyway, so as I'm praying about it, God says I got to tell you, Ross, about this job. And so I call you that that fateful. I believe it was a Wednesday as I'm arguing with the Lord about telling you about this job, and I call you say, Ross, just go to the c12group.com website, click up the chair position, look at it, and I'll call you in three hours. And I didn't say anything else. You said, why? I'm like, why are you being so cryptic? I'm like, just leave me alone. Just do what I'm asking you to do. So I call you back in three hours and you say those words to me that I have repeated to 150 or 300 people. Jim, if there's anything I could do with the rest of my life, that's exactly what I want to do. You know, I think, Jim, that when I met with you and I had shared, uh, as I had with Lori and others, uh, I would I shared that I just wanted to get aligned with whatever God was doing here in Tampa Bay. And uh, while I didn't know what it was, I just wanted to get in alignment with his will for my life. And, uh, and you were one of those who got it, where others walked away saying, boy, he's going through, well, it wasn't a midlife crisis, but a late life crisis. And when you took me to that site, it was right there. It was what that was what God had been preparing me for in those different careers of my life. It, uh, and it's just been a great fit. And as our pastor Jeff Parrish said this weekend, that if it's clear, then you need to move. But it's not clear, then you just need to stay put. And God made it clear to you that day, made it clear to me that day. I gave you the phone number, and here you are today, a C12 leader, and you're about ready to expand your ministry, which we'll talk about in the next next section of the show, because we got to move on. Happy anniversary, baby. Got you on my Uh, welcome back. You're tuned in to the I Work For Him show. This is your host, Jim Brangenberg. And today, yes, today is our first anniversary show. We've got on our show today, Lori Hill with the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Ross Harrop with C12 Tampa Bay, and of course, the lovely Martha Brangenberg with Karis Christian Books and Gifts. We're going to get to our topic of what does a Christian business leader look like, but first we want to hear from Lori Hill. Lori, tell us how Christ first impacted your life and, and just, yeah, just tell us about that. Well, I don't know about first impacted because I've been fortunate enough to have been introduced to Christ when I was a child. Uh, but um, I have to say that my some major growth has occurred in the last five to ten years for me. And I really believe it has to do with seeking. And the more that I have sought out God in all different places, our relationship has just grown stronger and stronger. And what I truly believe about God calling people uh, to do things for him is it's his way of offering us grace and mercy and developing a relationship with us by doing something for him we end up becoming closer to him. And and listening to your story earlier, I'm really humbled because you and I met through Christian Business Connections, which God called me to do over six years ago now. And then the two of you met at Christian Business Connections. So to see those things happening because I was obedient, it really is humbling for me. It's been quite a journey over the last six years. And I just, I think I was telling somebody recently that if we had to close the doors today, even on the chamber, that I feel like we've made a difference for God in this Tampa Bay community. So it's very exciting for me. But we're not closing the no, doors. In fact, in fact, we're expanding yes. into Pasco County and Hillsborough yeah. County. Yeah. And uh, and so it's more than that. And, and really, when you talk about how we first met, again, we had friends that connected us. I was I just told all my friends, I need to meet people. I need to find some great networking groups. And our friend Stacy Geyer said, 
said, hey, you got to meet Lori Hill. And and Lori, what's happened in the last year, you know, two years ago, in, in the summer of 2012, you're like, Jim, God's laid it on my heart to start a Christian Chamber of Commerce. And we got a lot of pushback from yeah. the Christian community. Oh, and, yeah. and you kind of asked me and Carol Ware McKenzie to come alongside you just to be there to encourage you. Yeah. And... Uh, and and you did it. You were faithful, and it's been a little rough. Yeah. And the most pushback you've gotten has been from workplace believers. Right. But what's cool in the last year, as as we celebrate on this Wednesday, coming up here at Feathersong Country Club at 1130, your one-year anniversary of the Christian Chamber of Commerce, we've had 600 visitors. Yeah, at least. We've had 12 fantastic speakers. Yeah. And Pete O'Shea. <laughs> 11 points. Uh, just yeah. check and see if you're listening, Pete O'Shea. <laughs> All right. But it's been awesome. And yeah. God's done amazing things. It has. I mean, we've seen changes with uh, the speakers have told us that this has been unlike any other meeting they've ever spoke at. We've seen um, people coming forward, members, non-members saying that this is going to change the way that they do business um, in the workplace, how they present God and, ha- and how they're more bold in the workplace, but that they're doing it by biblical principles, not by what we call the book of second opinions, which is basically, you know, where you come up with your own. Uh, well, I thought that was second hesitations. Oh, well, there's that too. Oh, okay. There's a, I think there's a whole book. Yeah. It's just, yeah, not the one that we yeah. get. But what's cool is you're not just getting Christians right. or you're getting pre-Christians. Right. You're getting people from other faiths coming and checking it out yeah. because they're intrigued by the networking opportunities, but they're also intrigued by the truth that's being spoken. It's truth, but it's also love and acceptance. And I know that, you know, love has become this word that is just thrown around, but God's love shown through his people, totally different dynamic. You know, people have told me that the minute they walk in that room, and we're talking about guests that have been there for the very first time, that they walk in that room, they say it, it feels totally different than any other meeting they've ever been to. And they feel accepted and loved. And that's a human um, that's a human need that we have to be, feel that. And so I, I think we've made changes in so many areas. Yeah, and we, so we meet every, the third Wednesday of every month, right. the Christian Chamber of Commerce at Feathersound Country Club. Right. But you're about ready to add a lunch in. On May 1st, mm-hmm. um, it'll be the first Thursday of every month at um, North Tampa Pasco. It's going to be at the Rasmussen College on State Road 54. For those of us from Minnesota could say that was Rasmussen College. Ra- oh, sorry, Rasmussen. Yeah. Well, it's probably one of those, too. Rasmussen or Rasmussen. Yeah, but yeah. it is actually Rasmussen. And it's you know an, that for sure? I do know that for sure. I do. When they answer the phone, that's what they say. So I kind of I think they're the authority. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, but that is in Lando Lakes, and we're very excited about that because Newport Ritchie um, and Wesley Chapel, which you could see they're on opposite sides, um, they've been really biting at the bit to start a meeting, and so we try to came, come center center there for them. It's so exciting. And up there, they actually have roads that you can drive a mile in a minute. Yeah. So it's not as bad. Yeah. All right. So that's May the first. You expand, and now you're yes. also considering an option over in that Brandon crazy area. Not even considering. We already have a committee. Oh. Yep, and we have a committee formed already, and we're going to be meeting next week. And uh, we're going to be starting something in East Hillsboro, probably around the fairgrounds area for Brandon, Valrico, um, Lakeland, for all to get there within 15 to 25 minutes. So Fantastic. All right, well, this is the first anniversary show of the I Work For Him program. And I've got sponsors on my show that have been part of the loyal team sponsoring this program right from the beginning. we got Ross Harrop with C12. Ross has been on the program advertising and supporting us. He's been on the show many times. L'Oreal the Christian Chamber of Commerce. But of course, it all wouldn't be possible without my relationship with Jesus, Jesus Christ and my incredible wife, Martha Brangenberg. <laughs> <laughs> she does no, not know what to say to me. Okay, so Martha, God ran us together 
in a church in 1982. How's God working? How has Christ impacted your life? I know you could talk about before then or after then, but talk about how Christ has impacted your life. Well, I was thinking about that question and thinking about the fact that um, he truly has impacted every area of my life. And looking at where my life is today, um, my job, my occupation is impacted because I wouldn't be running a Christian books, a gift store if I didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I would have no desire to get the word of God into other people's hands if it wasn't in mine and I didn't believe in it wholeheartedly. So I was thinking about that and the fact that it, it's impacted um, the path that I've gone on and the choices that have been made about um, where I'm working um, are parenting, um, definitely influenced by our relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, we seek counsel um, from the scripture and from other godly counsel um, regarding how to parent as we've raised our kids. And also in our marriage, um, we have a huge passion for teaching other people what God has taught us about the biblical principles of marriage. And all of those are things that um, have been impacted because of having a relationship with Jesus Christ. So you've been in the bookstore now seven years. You're in, you're headed into your eighth year, but the bookstore itself is you're you're heading towards your thirtieth anniversary. That's right. And after the recession, really, when you look at it, Karis Christian Books and Gifts is the only place in center of Pinellas County where you can go and get fantastic Christian reading resources, Bibles, but also fantastic Christian related gifts. Yes, it's really. Um, We've been very blessed to have a church that stands behind us and sees the um, the valid point of being able to um, supply people with Christian product, both in print and things that they can put in their walls and or give as gifts um, that are meaningful to other people. And that's really what's made the difference because it's been a tough economy and to run a retail establishment, especially an independent one in this uh, environment has just really been difficult, but through um, good business decisions and just really cutting corners and um, making do, we have been able to come through, I think, very strong. And in fact, even today, I had a customer come in. We were selling tickets for an upcoming concert that's at our church, and they'd never been on the prop on the property before. And, you know, just hearing it again from somebody in the community saying, I can't believe this is here and it's a great resource. Very yeah. exciting. Well, Ross, when you go to the store, you're one of her regular customers. <laughs> but, well, as is Lori. Here, here's the thing is that it's convenient, well-stocked, and anything I've ever needed, Martha gets for me, uh, and, and very quickly. And uh, But it's convenient. It's open seven days a week. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this isn't just uh, a, a small little bookstore in, in, a, in a church and, oh, by the way, you know, I, we hope you're open. They are open and uh, and they but just go out of just their way to help. But it's not that they're open, that she, you know, if you don't live in the area and you feel like you can't drive to where it is, you can give her a call or go on the website and she can send it out to you. Right. I mean, it's it's a great place to go. I mean, I love the fact that I send people there all the time to get Bibles and she's got lots of different versions of Bibles, ones with study helps, one without study helps. You can go get decorations. You can go get jewelry. You can go get, I like the Christian fiction section. Frankly, that's my, I preview <laughs> most of those books for her out of a courtesy because I love <laughs> Christian fiction, but you can go get greeting cards. I mean, there's anything you can get t-shirts. Great 
great Christian t-shirts. There's so much more. So, but I, I just got to tell you, Martha, so that the audience knows, you know, my life has never been the same since the day I met you. Aww. You know, and, and our lives were run very specifically together by God because you grew up in the Quad Cities of Iowa and Illinois. You got moved to Minnesota via Venezuela. And right. that first Sunday you were in Minneapolis, you ended up at my church. And we met that day. You were dating one of my good friends. Your sister was dating one of my good friends. And they had no chance. <laughs> had no chance. It's all written in history. 28 years this coming June. All right, listen, we got to take a break. Happy anniversary. Welcome back. You're tuned to the I Work For Him show. I am your host, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome to the one-year anniversary show of the I Work For Him program. Thank you for listening across Tampa Bay and around the world. All right, we've been talking with Lori Hill with the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay, Ross Harrop with C12 Tampa Bay, and, of course, the lovely Martha Brangenberg with Karis Christian Books and Gifts. That's right. We're going to start start talking about what does a Christian business leader look like? But first, Ross, we neglected to ask you what's new, what's exciting, what's going on in C12 world. And I know you've got some exciting news. You're expanding. Yeah, it's, it's exciting, Jim, because we have the, the current groups over at the Center Club, uh, also at the Bayou Club. Uh, that's where we meet for the day. And now uh, we're going up to uh, East Lake Woodlands, and we'll have uh, the third week of the month, we'll have a new group for uh, Christian business owners who have 10 or more employees, and also for their middle management, what we call key players. And uh, so uh, it's exciting to see the see the growth. And uh, as you know, C12 was founded here by Buck Jacobs 21 years ago, never had a presence in Pinellas County, and the Lord is really blessing. Yes, uh, he has. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. It's been amazing to be part of that. Okay, so our discussion, you know, I want to talk about Christian business leaders, these, these Christian business leaders, what does it take? What makes a great Christian business leader? I believe that a Christian business leader, how they should look is that their decisions are based on biblical principles, not worldview. You know, it's not what the world tells them will make them successful, um, but that what the Bible says will make them successful. But what about those arguments, Lori, where people just say, hey, you know, I can't possibly run my business according to biblical principles. I'll never make a profit. Again, that's just because they've told, been told by the world that that's what it's going to be. And the Bible doesn't promise us riches and wealth uh, financially, but you could be. Um, but it does promise us uh, that we will be blessed. So it could be in a variety of different ways. Don't fight for Mike's face. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, well, you have an example here of folks that, uh, including yourself, that have led in that way it with, uh, and success happens to be a byproduct, as you said, right. Laurie, so well. It's not a guarantee, but that peace that you get right. as you're, you're leading that way, that is a guarantee. That yes. is a promise. And uh, the, the fact is that Jesus spent that three and a half years of ministry with his disciples, preparing them to roll out a movement. And uh, that worked pretty well. Uh, <laughs> so if we follow those leadership principles, then in fact, uh, that uh, we're, we're going to have a, a great opportunity because we believe, um, Laurie and I, certainly Martha, that if you surround yourself with those like believers, who uh, are following those tenets of Jesus, 
then in fact you're, you're just going to um, have an experience that will um, allow people to enjoy their employment. All right, and, but, but what did Jesus know about running a small business? Well, he was working in the marketplace all the time. All of <laughs> he those was a carpenter. That, that all of those that he recruited were working in the uh, marketplace. The last time I checked, he said, "Drop your nets and follow me." Uh, they were out there in those boats. So yeah, I mean, and that's something that I, I got to tell you, people miss constantly. They're always missing it. Jesus was a small business owner. He yeah. was a carpenter. He probably hung out with those guys that eventually got were disciples. They knew of him as a reputation as a business leader. But we also miss the fact that what Jesus did as a business leader, he took 12 guys, mm-hmm. most of which would not have been your select crew for starting a worldwide movement. In fact, Oh, yeah, none of them would have been on that select (laughs) crew. (laughs) None of them would have been on that select crew. And and he took those 12 guys, 11 of which remained after he rose from the dead. And those 11 guys changed the world we live in. In fact, we wouldn't have a radio station if those 11 guys hadn't done their job. But you know what? A leader develops leaders. And that's how I believe you can really point out a leader is a leader recreates himself or herself, you know, and that's discipleship. You know, the best way to disciple is to create other disciples because we're here short period of time and God's work needs to continue on. And also to your point earlier is that Jesus, hence God, created work. I mean, he created work, and when he created, he talked about creating work. And a lot of people believe it's from the fall, but it's not. He created it because he knew that it was something within us that we were going to want to do. Yeah, and I was thinking about, um, you know, truly a a good Christian leader um, doesn't necessarily mean that it is a business owner or a CEO of an organization. Somebody who leads by example and um, lives out their Christian walk while they're working with their coworkers and with other people, whether it's in the lunchroom or training them, you know, in how they go about it, that creates a good Christian leader. And I think the other part, Jim, is that we're asking Christian business owners to be pastors of their employees. But well, that's, a new, but that's a new yeah. concept. That's yeah, a new it concept. I mean, yes, we're asking them, but it's a new concept. What church do you what church do you go to that talks about that? Right. I mean, what you you've been going to I mean, you've been a Christ follower for a long time. Martha and I have been Lord we're it's a new concept to the church that we need to be training them right. that we're sending them on the mission field of the workplace exactly. called to the cubicle. Yeah, and that's being intentional about ministry in their companies and uh, uh, discipling uh, in the in the workplace, um, reaching out to those who are purchasing their product. And uh, it's not just at the uh, Karis Christian Bookstore. It's in every Christian business owner has that opportunity. Now, whether they seize that opportunity, and that's part of, Lori has an amazing orientation that she takes Mm. all new members through, and it's laid out there. The C12 group does the exact Mm -hmm. same thing. Many people will come in saying, hey, I'm looking to to join uh, with other Christian business owners um, in an executive roundtable format, and we've got amazing materials that we go through in the course of the day. Part of that, though, is just being shoulder to shoulder with people who have had those experiences and the successes of implementing these concepts. Well, I think that's a huge 
huge point. And, and yes, Lori, I want to make sure we bring that up. You know, and no, if you become a member of the Christian Chamber of Commerce, we require you to take this class we call I Am in Business. The I Am a play on God in business. And it, it, that class, it's and we've had over 100 people go through the class already, right? Probably yeah. almost a couple hundred people. Yeah. And it makes a huge impact because this concept of incorporating Christ into your workplace, incorporating your faith in your workplace, is a new concept. Right. And we, we've, we've lost it. But how, do, how does this discipleship thing work? I mean, Martha, how does it, how does, how does, how do you disciple within your workplace? Um, well, again, I'm a little bit different because I'm hmm. blessed to be able to openly, um, we are a Christian run organization. Um, but I do things, you know, just, I don't have like this big program, but I may put up a monthly Bible verse and it may be about customer service. It's, you know, think of others and do things for others more than you would do for yourself or whatever. And I find a translation that really speaks to the a lot of the younger people that work for me. Um, and just things like that to just remind them that everything that we're doing has a purpose. And even if it's, um, you know, when somebody comes in the store and they're looking for a Bible, you know, they may be hurting, they may be struggling. So teaching people that you work with that every person you come in contact with may be an opportunity to touch them in a deeper way through their Christian faith. What was the key? What was the key to Jesus's success? Those three and a half years, what did he do? Did, did he- He was did, a servant. Okay, he was a certain. Well, that's a, that's a huge one. Okay, what was another one of the keys? <laughs> that wasn't the answer. I wasn't one. No, I wasn't where I was going. But that's. But he was a servant. But really, I was going through. He lived life with those guys. Right. I mean, he he lived real with them. Right. He wasn't he wasn't preaching at them all the time. He was teaching them. Well, that's what I was going to say. Genuineness. That's exactly it. And that's what the same thing when you come into our meetings. We're genuine. I mean, what you see is what you get with people that, you know, you can copy. And I was going to say, it's not just Christian business owners, but boy, they're held to, I think they're held to a higher accountability. Just like if you're a teacher or a preacher, you're, you know, the Bible tells you you're held to a higher accountability. But I, you know, if you are a believer and you are in the workplace, you have an opportunity to be a leader, to be a disciple, to disciple other people. And so you have to be genuine. You have to be loving. You have to be compassionate. And where do you draw that from? You draw that from God because it's certainly not of us, you know, and that's where I find the, the leaders that believe they're leaders that are leading the wrong way. It's because they make it about themselves, about well, what they can do. Well, and I think what's so important is that we recognize that, that Jesus lived life and he, he was so real with them and he taught them servant leadership, but he lived life the way he expected his disciples to live. Mm -hmm. And he did it day after day after day after day. All right, we got to take a break. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy, 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 happy anniversary, happy, 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 happy anniversary. What's going on here? The lyrics too complicated. Happy anniversary. All right, welcome back. You are tuned to the I Work For Him show. It is our one-year anniversary program. I am your host, Jim Brangenberg. Thanks for listening, Tampa Bay and across the world. All right, we've been talking with Lori Hill with the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay, Ross Harrop with C12 Tampa Bay, and, of course, the lovely Martha Brangenberg with Kara's Christian Books and Gifts. And, yes, Ross and Lori upset that I'm only saying that Martha's lovely, but she's the one I'm married to. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, what does trust have to do with the Christian business? leader how does that come into play 
Well, I think integrity, um, to me, that's trust. You know, somebody who has integrity in all areas and it's consistent. Um, being able to trust somebody when they answer a question or how they do their checkbook or how they hire and fire, all of those areas, um, if it's consistent and there's trust there, then you know that it is part of their true nature and it's not a, a give and take and a fake. Yeah, I'd say it's the glue um, that that keeps the company, the relationships together. It's uh, without that, it, it just falls apart. It's the cornerstone for me. I think many people, um, are, well, everybody is of one of two minds. Either you trust somebody until they do something to remove that trust, or you don't trust them until they hmm. earn your trust. And I believe, as followers of Christ, we should trust people. Um, and it's very difficult because it's difficult to remove that trust. But if they are not following biblical principles, that's where the discipleship comes in. Yeah, without trust, there is no faith. And we have to trust our Savior did what he said he did, and he did, because he's made an impact in every one of our lives. So Jesus laid the foundation of trust at the beginning of every, I mean, that's what makes our walk sincere, is people can see that it's legit. Well, there's no relationship. Just same thing with a marriage. If you can't trust each other, even with the little things, then you are not going to have a good relationship. It'll be the same thing with God. You know, that he's given us every reason to trust him. We mess up every day, but uh, trust is a, is, a, is a, like you said, a cornerstone. It's a big issue. And we're going to talk about that trust about in the marriage section uh, on the 28th of April. We're going to talk about marriage. All right. So as we close out the show today, Ross, you mentioned that, and again, we none of us have really been encouraged. I mean, we're just, the churches are just starting to recognize this, that we've all been called to go. Some get called to the overseas, to the mission field. And that's what we've heard about. Some get called to the pulpit and we heard about that. But the fact that all the rest of us have been called to our workplaces, called to the cubicle. It is, we've all been called, we've all been called a full-time ministry. Ross, how is that significant? In the book, The Business Card, which I'd highly recommend, having met with the, the man who is, the book has been written about and the, how he changed his whole company was based on hearing a sermon on Sunday. And on the following Saturday, he goes into his business and realizes he doesn't even know how to turn on the machines and realizes that love thy neighbor that the pastor was talking about, he realized it was his employees that he was to love, to care for, to trust, to mm -hmm. take care of. And so everything changed from that day on when he surrendered it all, was obedient mm -hmm. to the Lord and realized that his company was to be in full-time ministry. It's an amazing story and one that applies to all of us and that we could all could implement if we just surrendered. Now, Laura, you've been a drug rep for a lot of years selling legitimate uh, over-the-counter drugs or, or legitimate <laughs> drugs, not over-the-counter drugs, but you know, not medical marijuana or anything like that. Okay. So and not that I think we should have medical marijuana because we don't. It's just not really medical. And the show's not long enough to talk yeah, it's about. It's not. Okay. It's not. Okay. So how, how have you seen that full-time ministry come to play uh, out in your business life? 
Well, I've been very fortunate to work in marketing and sales actually for a long time, and marketing and sales has got a bad rap. <laughs> I mean, mostly sales, and you've been in sales too, so you know what I'm talking about. But um, trust is a huge factor um, in the in the medication or medical field. It's huge. I mean, you're dealing with people's physical well-being, and so you know, even with the pharmacies, you have to trust that they actually put the right pill in to your packaging. You have mm-hmm. to trust that the doctor has prescribed the right medication for your situation. I mean, there's a lot to go there, but I'm going to circle around with that in the fact that who's ultimately responsible for your health? You are. It's the same thing for your spiritual health, for your soul. Who's ultimately responsible? You are. So if you don't have a trust built up within yourself and your relationship with who you are and who you were created to be and that God created you as, as his child and relationship with him, it's not going to play out in your workplace. You know, you need to get right with God so that you can be a leader and, and be trustworthy in your workplace. Martha, really quickly, we own a chain of insurance agencies for a number of years. How did that come, come into play in the full-time ministry? Um, I think we dealt with people in crisis. We dealt with people in um, exciting new beginnings of homes and um, buying vehicles and things like that as their family expanded. Um, we were meeting them wherever they were at with whatever need they had, and it went beyond making sure that their insurance was covered properly, but just really caring for them as a person. All right, it's been a great discussion. We're going to have more of this as we go forward with the I Work For Him show, but I want to get to talking about... Let me ask you a question. Has your life been radically affected by Jesus Christ? Are you running a business? Does it look different than your competition run by a non-Christ follower? Do you want to meet other business owners struggling with the same thing and trying to answer that question? I urge you to email me or call me about Business His Way. We just finished up as a group going through the Identity and Destiny program. It's a great challenges are ahead within the Business His Way group. This is brought to you by C12 Tampa Bay and I work for him. And we're here. This is a biblical mentoring program trying to encourage people to deal with what we've talked about today on the show. For more information, contact me, Jim at IWorkForHim.com, Jim at IWorkForHim.com. Next week on the I work for him show we'll be talking with three more show sponsors dan guyer with direct hits management eric most with most insurance and gary melanowski with chick-fil-a seminole boulevard and park boulevard right there in seminole florida and we're going to talk about how long does it take to transform your workplace for christ and how do you even get started all right about my advertisers these people that i have on my show today are my advertisers these are people i trust they're people you can trust please do business with them Thanks today to the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay, Ross Harrop with C12 Tampa Bay, Luke Andrews with Generation Mortgage, and Charles Ruttenberg Real Estate, Dan Geyer with Direct Hits Management, Gary Melanowski with Chick-fil-A, Seminole Boulevard, Park Boulevard, and right there in Seminole, Florida. Eric Most with Most Insurance, 2B1 Ministries, Marriage Mentoring for All Couples, brought to you by First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks, and Jim Brangenberg with Platinum Information Service. He's quite a guy. Look for links to their company websites listed on our website, iworkforhim.com. That's iworkforhim.com. And on the iworkforhim website, you'll also find all kinds of great resources, including the show schedule, the guest schedule, and all kinds of recommended reading resources for incorporating Christ in your workplace, like the business card, which you can still get your copy because nobody's claimed it yet, 855 Thank you to my guests today, Lori Hill, Martha Brangenberg, and Ross Harrop.
Thank you for having us. Ross almost fell asleep. It is great. (laughs) Oh, how could I? Looking right across at you. That's right. I I understand it. Please take time, uh, listening audience, to like us on Facebook. Just search for I Work For Him. Thanks to Mike Miracle for running the controls, keeping me on time, and of course, for helping us celebrate our one-year anniversary together. If you found today's show inspiring or challenging, let me know. Jim at IWorkForHim.com. You've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg, right here on Inspiration AM 1110 WTIS. I'm a Christ follower. I'm a business owner, but ultimately, I work for him. This might hurt, it's not safe, but I know.